0: Praise the Lord, everybody. What's going on? Praise God, praise God. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. So, we're going to trust the Lord this day that God's going to speak to us, God's going to reveal His goodness to us, and God's moving on our behalf. So, uh, we're going to get ready to pray because this is a special time in the Lord. And uh, we want you to push the share button right now, invite some folks, because this is going to be excellent. The theme tonight, what does love got to do with it? Hallelujah. We're going to talk about love, because love is a precious thing that we need to understand as believers. Because it will change our lives. Yes, it will. It will change our lives. So let's get ready to pray. Let's believe God. Let's do this in Jesus' name. So Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the midst of us. We thank you, God, for those that are coming in today. We thank you, Lord, uh, that the Spirit of God is moving, Lord. We ask, God, for the power of God to move upon the children of the Most High. So, Father, as we go in, Lord God, let your will be done. In the name of Jesus, every person that's listening, every person that's going to listen, Lord, we trust in you that you will move upon their lives. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We are live and we are doing this right now. Jesus is moving upon us. So we're going to talk about this. What does love got to do with this? And we're going to dive into this right now. Let's look at this. First of all, Lord, we trust my, uh, oh, we're getting sounds all over the place here. But it came from an old song, Tina Turner song. She was saying, what does love got to do with it? Talking about a boy and a girl. And then part of the, the, the song, it says, love is a secondhand emotion. no. She got it wrong. Love is beyond a second-hand emotion because I want to look at it as the kingdom of God. I want to look at the love of God in that perspective because the love that comes from God is unconditional. So I want to dive into the Word of God to help those out there because you know why? Because once you understand the love of God, transformation will take place in your life because love is the foundational or the principle of Christianity, of your walk with Jesus. Your salvation is based out of love. Your walk is based out of love. Everything that you do and who you are as a believer is birthed out of love. I want to show this to you tonight. I want to reveal this to you tonight. So let's look at it. Because we need a biblical perspective of love. My first scripture, matter of fact, um, I, I, I preached this l- this past Sunday, and, and, and it, I, I believe it was well because it really touched a lot of folks and get people free, get people delivered, and I pray that will take place tonight. Well, the first scripture is this, 1 John 4.19. 1 John 4.19. It says, we love each other because he loved us first. We love each other. The only reason why we able to love is because he loved us first. So first we got to look at it. How do we position ourselves to receive love, to walk in love, and to have love? First, love must be received from God first of all. In other words, love came to you and I. First, love came to us. That's to establish it that we are not the author. We are not the author of love, but God is. God is the author of love. He came to us. He came to man. God's love came to you and I. Let's look at this. Romans 5, 8-11. Romans 5, 8-11. And this is the foundation scripture. Why is it so important to understand about love? Because it's going to set us free. It's going to change how we think. It's going to change our attitude. It's going to bring our attitude and our mindsets to the kingdom way. In other words, we're going to think like the king's kids. We're going to think like the children of the Most High. When love has completed its work within us, we will walk in the path of Jesus Christ. There's too many Christians that are hurting, that are in pain, and that is suffering in the natural because they haven't come to the revelation of God's love. In Romans 5, 8 through 11, let's look at this. But God, everybody say, but God. Hallelujah. But God. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. While we were still sinners, this is so important, before you knew him, before you even acknowledge him, before you came in contact with him, he already died for you. He already made up his mind that he's going to die for mankind before you were even saved. He already made up in His mind, in His heart, to die for mankind. So look at this and says, Since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son, while we're still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. So now, everybody says, so now... Come on, stay with me. So now we can rejoice our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. So love came before we loved Him. Oh, did you hear me? The Bible here in Romans 5, 8-11 through 11 sp- speaks about or, or, or declares about that we were enemies to God before we came into the understanding of who God is. In other words, His love was poured out upon us. His love came upon you and I, and then opened our eyes to the truth. When we were enemies, when we were in sin, when we did our own thing, when we were in pride, when we we had all the bad attitudes, and we did what we want to do, because we were sinful creatures, you know something? We were enemies of God, but God still loved us. And he was poor, he poured out his love upon you and I because he loved us first. Why is that so important to understand? Because you and I, as human beings, we look at love on a conditional level. In other words, if you treat me right, I'll treat you right. If I do this, you do that. So love is on the basis of condition, but God's love is unconditional. See, before we we did right, he already loved us. Before we got right, or got saved, or committed our lives to Jesus, he already died for you and I. He already committed his love towards us. And the reason why I want to ingrain and brand this into your spirit, because this is where you're going to get your identity from. This is where you're going to get your biblical definition of what love is. Love, the God kind of love I'm talking about is agape, and God's love, the agape love of God, is unconditional. Nothing, that has nothing to do on your part, it has everything to do with Him. Glory to God. He loved us no matter if we were enemies, no matter where we were at, no matter what we have done, he loved us, he loved us, he loved us, he loved us, he loved us. What does that mean at the um, surface level? That means you don't have to do another thing and he still loves you. You don't have to do one more thing and he still loves you the same. Let me throw this out, this going to mess with some of you right now. You know, he loves you as much as that lost person down the street that doesn't know him. He loves them the same. Yes, he does. His love was poured out before the foundation of the earth. What does that mean? Before the earth was even created, his love was already poured out. That's a heavy thought, isn't it? It means this love that I'm talking about, man can't really, truly get a hold of this. We can get a revelation of this, but truly to get the whole understanding, this is very difficult because we base love on conditions. But God's love is unconditional, and that's hard to grasp. That means that nothing on your side has to do of loving you. And that's what God has done for you and I. He loves us. He loves us with no condition. But he loves us so much that he knows if we do not receive him as Lord and Savior, we will vanish or perish forever. Let's go a little bit deeper in this. His blood makes us right, not because of your words, not because you how much you have done, not because you did everything right, you said everything right, you act right, No, His blood before the foundations of the earth was already given for you and I because why? Because of love. His love was given to you and I. What else? It also means that His mercy and His grace was given to us because He loves us. Grace means the unmerited favor of God, meaning that God has given us grace. God has given us the favor to be able to do what we do. You know there's favor in your life because you give up you get up every morning. You're able to breathe, you're able to go your go to your job because why? Because of the grace of God. The only reason why you're breathing today is because God's grace is upon you. Not because you think, because your heart and your brain is making this happen. It really because God is causing your brain, your heart, and your lungs to function. God's grace is on us. God's grace has given us the very next breath. It's called love. It's it's called God's love. See, so many times we get so busy, we don't really stop and understand the love of God. The love of God is so powerful. The love of God changes our lives. See, the love of God gives you and I the identity of who we belong to. That the Father which is in heaven has given His Son for you and I. And because of that, we can have life. And not just life, the Bible says the abundant life. Because of love, the God kind of love. And I pray that especially believers out there, you really get an understanding of this and you really be thankful. You know what I did uh, on Sunday morning? I had the people to declare thankfulness or being grateful of God's love coming towards us because we can get so busy and we forget about the love of God. Our life that we have is because of the grace of God, because love has come to us. Everything that you have is because of the love of God. The family that you have, the kids that you have, the job that you have, the home that you're living in, the car that you're driving in is because of love. His love, His love. I'm reminding you that love has come to you. So the question, the next transition I want to go into to make sure we don't miss it, then why do we hold people at a different level When it comes to love, when someone maybe spoke against you or did something wrong, and why do we hold them at a different level? Why don't we give the same love that God has given us? Why do we sometimes condemn them? Why do we hold them down and and make them uh, less than when God has poured out His love to you and I? It's so important to understand this. Yes, that is true. They, have, they did hurt you, and they did uh, uh, spoke against you, and that was true, but God's grace has been given to you, believer. I think if we give out more of God's unconditional love, there'd be more unity and more peace in our lives. I think many times we hold people at a different level, but we're not holding ourselves at that level. When we need grace, we look to God for grace, but when others need grace, we hold them to the law, and we judge them. Love needs to come in our life. Love needs to come in our relationship. Let the unconditional love flow through you and in you, in your life. Let the love of God transform you today. Let the love of God move upon your family and your marriage. Forgive your spouse, forgive your husband, forgive your wife. Yes, they said it. Yes, they've done it. Yes, they have hurt you. But didn't you hurt God? Didn't you sin against God? Didn't you done wrong yesterday, a week ago, or a month ago? Didn't you hurt someone else? Did you? What about your wrong? What about your hurt? Can you give the same love that God has given you to others? Maybe it's a child that, that's wayward, meaning that has left and maybe running wild. And they said they stole and they lied and they cheated and, and you threw them out. Can you still love them? Can you still give them a helping hand? What about that person, that co-worker? What about that manager, supervisor, or or that neighbor? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to stir up the pot today because the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. Did you hear me? It covers. I did a little study on that that covers. It doesn't mean hide our sin, but to protect us, to shield us, from the shame, to hide us and to shield us from condemnation. See, when love is there, we should confront it and deal with it. But love covers so we can bring people up, not push people down. I'm not saying compromise with sin. I'm not compromising. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about lifting people up, covering them, Like Jesus covers us. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Don't you know that you and I, when we stand before God, when the Father looks at us, guess what's happening? Jesus is going to be there because he covers us. Oh, glory. The blood of Jesus will cover us. The blood of Jesus will stand before us. So when the father looks at me, when the father looks at you, we are covered by the blood of, they're gonna see Jesus. He's gonna see his son in us. And that is what's gonna make us right not because of the things that we have done not because we helped someone across the street not because we fed the poor not because we we tithe and gave to the church that's not going to allow you to enter in the only thing that can allow you to enter into the kingdom of god is the blood of jesus i said the blood of jesus because love covers i'm going to say it again love covers so why don't we cover other folks? I don't know if God's maybe dealing with someone out there and, and you've been holding that. You've been holding that, that thing or that issue against someone else. You've been holding on to that and that bitterness and, and that resentment is deep down in your spirit, deep down in your heart, but God through the Holy Spirit uh, is using this vessel to tell you to love them with unconditional love. To confront it right now. In your heart. I didn't know I was going down this path, but I believe the Spirit of God is helping somebody out there tonight. You're hurt. You've been done wrong, but the love of God has come to you and wants to heal you. I just want to flow in this next part. Before we can love other people, what is the greatest commandment? To love God with all of our heart, mind and soul, and to love others like ourselves. Amen. To love God and to love your neighbor. That's the greatest commandment. So love has come to you. The love of God. The love of God gives you the ability to love. Did you hear me? The only reason why you can love is because the love has come to you. Can I read another scripture? I want to set the groundwork because this is so important because you have the ability to do this. Well, I can't do it. No. They've done me wrong. I can't. Yes, you can. Let me read you a portion of Scripture to help you because God sent His Holy Spirit to empower us, to be able to love. Ephesians three fourteen through 21. It says this, When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray that... That from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. That spirit is the Holy Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into what? God's love. Oh, come on. The spirit of God will give you the ability for God's love to be rooted in you. That is what's going to empower you to be able to love. It's not on your strength. It's not on your ability. It's because the love of God is in you. It means the unconditional love, the agape love, is in you, man of God. It's in you, woman of God. So you can do. That's the reason why the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. The reason why you can do all things is because what's living inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the unconditional of God's love is in you. The Bible says it's been rooted in you by the Spirit, God's love. Read the scripture, Ephesians 14 through 21. Let me read this. Let me go back a little bit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand. Oh, come on. Are you catching this? You will have the power to understand. In other words, the thoughts that will come will come from the mind of God. And all God's people should, 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 let me hear. All God's people should how wide how long and how high and how deep is his love may you experience the love of christ though it's too great to understand fully then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from god now all glory to god who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think glory to him in the church and in christ jesus through all generations forever and ever amen amen let me say this real quick i know there's going to be questions or comments let me say this you woman of god man of god and you having a hard time doing this it means there's some areas or a door or a closet That you haven't exposed to God's love yet. I said this Sunday, hurt people hurt people. Did you hear me? I said hurt people hurt people. Why as Christians do we hurt other people? I believe there are areas in our life that we haven't given to God's love. Because that hurt will be made manifest. But when God's love consumes that hurt, then we're able to be healed in those areas and able to love all people according to the ways of God. If you're struggling in your situation, in your relationships, and there's hurt there, maybe the Lord is saying tonight, let me go in and cover and heal your heart tonight. Maybe there's an area that you haven't let go, maybe there's unforgiveness, maybe there's unforgiveness, and you're holding on the bitterness, you're holding on the memory, you're holding on, and says, I'm not going to let go of this, they hurt me. Maybe the love of God has come to you today and say, man of God, woman of God, remember, I have forgiven you. I have forgiven you of everything that you have done. Every lie, everything that you've stolen, every person that you hurt, everything that you have done, God says, I have forgiven you. So, come on folks, do we have the right, do we have the right to hold on to unforgiveness? Do we have the right to hold on to that bitterness? Do we have the right, and the answer is no. So my question tonight, what does love have to do with it? It's everything. It's everything as a believer has to do with everything. The foundation of your faith, the foundation of your salvation, the foundation of who you are, your identity, everything that you do from here on out, your walk, your walk in Jesus has to do with love, the love of God, the, love of, the decisions that you make, it must come from the love of God. If it doesn't come from the love of God, then where is it coming from? Because everything that our Father in heaven, everything that he does, and everything that he will do. Listen, come on you theologians out there, I know you listen to me. You're out there, you're listening. Listen, everything that he does and everything that he will do will come out of love. Even judgment, even chastisement will come out of love. Just like a father chastises his children, it's because he loves them. He brings correction in our life because He loves us. Even the children of God that walked around the, the mountain for 40 years, the reason why He did it because He loved them. He would not allow them to go into the place of promise because they would destruct. They would destroy themselves. So He had to keep them out Until they face what they had to face. They had to face their pride, the ego, the the rebellion, the murmuring, all the things. He did not allow that to go into the place of promise. And some never see the place of promise because they never dealt with what God was trying to reveal to them because He loved them. He loved them enough to stop them, to oppose them. And some of you, you got some opposition in your life. Maybe the love of God has come to stop you. Son, daughter, before you go on, before you move on, before you get that blessings, I want to make sure that you can handle the blessing. Did you hear me? Everybody's praying for blessing, but can you handle the blessing? I've seen so many, as a pastor, I see so many people, they pray to God and say, Lord, do this, and all of a sudden, Lord, start giving them some of the blessings, and all of a sudden, they forget about God. Some of them even do the opposite of what they were doing. As they were living for God, now they're not even living for God. After they received what they wanted, all of a sudden they turned their back. See, but the love of God has come to help and to restore and to heal today because He loves you so much that He wants to bring the fullness of who He is in your life today, in your life today. If you need prayer, let me know. I'll pray with you. If someone out there, you're wrestling with this. You're, maybe you're wrestling with unforgiveness. I'll pray with you today in the name of Jesus. Set God's people free. Open your heart to the love of God. God will pour into those areas. God will move and he will reach down and he will touch you right there where you're at. I don't care. You're sitting in a bar tonight. Maybe you're sitting in a bar right now and getting drunk. Maybe you're sitting in down in a crack house getting high. But I'm going to tell you the love of God has come to you, to you today and he wants to deliver you and he wants to set you free. He wants us because he loves you. You know something? Jesus didn't care how he looked on the outside. The Bible says he sat and ate with sinners. And the Pharisees and the religious of the day say, why, if he's a man of God, if he's a prophet, if he's a teacher, if he knew who he was sitting with, he wouldn't be there. Oh, come on. See, the Spirit of God has come and has moved. So hit the share button, everybody. Hit the share. If you haven't shared, hit the share now in the name of Jesus. See, that, that share button could go to someone that needs to hear this. The love of God has come. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why did he give his only begotten son? Because he loved us. Hey! He loved us. Even though he knew that his son would have to take all the sins of the world upon him. The father knew. But because of his love for you and I. He says, son, go. Go and die for them. And he knew. Even Jesus was wrestling. Jesus was wrestling to have sin to come upon him. But he went anyway. He went anyway because he loved us. See, every person that he knew that will come to understand of who he is and salvation he that was a love walk to that cross it was a love walk down calvary it was a love walk every step that he took every time every time he he held that cross he had you and i on his mind because he loved us love sometimes hurts Love sometimes sacrifices. Love sometimes takes a beating. Love will take you to the cross. Love will cause you to die for someone else. That love is the agape love. The love of God has come to you. I said the love of God has come to you today. Oh, Father, we pray, Father, for those... That are out there today. We pray that the spirit of God has come. We pray for the spirit of God. Will fill their hearts up. With the agape love of God. Father do a miracle. In their lives. In Jesus name. Before I go in. I want to read a story. That I found an article. About many people that. Know this man. His name is Chuck Swindle. And. Uh. I want to give his test, a part of his testimony, the power of love. But do we have any questions or comments yet? Any questions? None? Talk to me, folks. I have one. Oh. Maybe you should read that first. Let me read it first. The power of love. Love covers, love heals, love restores. Did you hear me? It covers, restores, and heals. Love is a powerful force. But we have to submit to it. Sometimes we've got to say, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. See, you can be right, but if you're not coming out of God's love, you can be 100% wrong. Hmm. You can come from a place of judging. You can come from a place of jealousy. You can come from a place of hurt. But I believe we need to come from the place where God dwells, the unconditional love of God. So anyway, I, let me read this little article about Chuck Swindle. He's, he's a powerful man of God. He's a pastor of pastors. Here's the story. It says, Chuck Swindle is a well-known author and preacher. He describes a moment of crisis in his life. He was speaking at a pastor's conference. By any measure, it was successful. Participants begged him to speak longer and were very engaged. But when he was alone in his room at the end of each day, he felt an emptiness and frustration. Hmm. Sensing God was wanting to do something in his life, Chuck called four trusted friends. He says, I want you to listen to my life story and see if anything stands out to you. And so the four friends and Chuck Swindle gathered, beginning with his earliest memory of Chuck poured out of his life story. When he had finished, one of his friends asked him a few questions and then said, Chuck, I want you to put your head on the table and close your eyes. Chuck put his head on the table and closed his eyes. Now I want you to imagine your father holding you in his arms. What do you feel? Almost instantly, Chuck began to cry. For 30 minutes he cried with his eyes in it, cried his eyes out. You see, Chuck's father had died when Chuck was seven months old, And as he closed his eyes, what he felt was pur- pure, unconditional love. That was a God's love, a gun unconditional love. And then it says, what Chuck also realized that day was that while he had preached many times about God's great love, he had never made that personal. Hmm. You can preach about it. You can teach about it. But if you haven't experienced it, you don't know about it. Hello. Come on, somebody. You can preach it, teach it all you want, but if you haven't experienced God's unconditional love, you don't know about it. I'm here to testify God's goodness and His love has been poured upon my life. You wonder why I do what I do? is just because of that. His love has reached down and touched my heart, and that's the reason why I serve Him. Let me just finish the story. What Chuck also realized that that day was that while he preached many times about God's great love, he had never made that personal. With his head on the table, that day he really felt for the first time that God loved him, that his heavenly father loved him deeply, richly, and unconditionally. And by his own testimony, he was never the same again. Now, you're talking about a preacher or a pastor of pastors. A man that saved, loved God, studied, educated, the whole nine. But he realized in this area, he hasn't received the unconditional love of the Father. Because he was hurting in an area that he buried. And some of you got areas in your life that you have buried but the Spirit of God is moving and asking you to open the door to let the Holy Spirit in for the love of God to heal you tonight. Oh, praise the Lord. Let healing flow, the healing love of Jesus flow in your life tonight. Oh, glory to God. Is there any questions before we pray? I have a question. Yes. They can't hear the question. Can you speak into the mic, brother? That was the problem last time. Speak into the mic.
1: In your opinion, how can you explain tough love, you know, when, like, a loved one keeps wanting to get their way, like, that kind of tough love? How can you explain that, like, to, to somebody that doesn't understand it?
0: Well, I always use the example of a father or or mother to a child relationship. You have to bring sometimes strong correction to your child because you love them. Because if you allow them to continue to go on a reckless lifestyle, it can hurt them seriously or even dead. It's like your five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old. You have to teach them how to cross the street but the first several times they just want to run out. And sometimes you got to pull them back. First time you might have to tell them. The second time you might have to tell them. And if they don't listen, you got to make it strong. If you keep going out there, you can even die. So that is one example is a father to a son, a father to a daughter, a mother to a son, a mother to a daughter. In other words, sometimes you have to give them strong love because you know what's best for them. See, God is all-knowing and all-powerful. He knows our future. He knows what's before. He knows that there's a semi down the street. You don't know that, but He does. And that's the reason why He's got to get your attention and might be strong and might be forceful to get you to go this way. So, that's Sometimes when you don't have the why, you just gotta trust your Father, which is in heaven. You know, there, there's a scripture. Uh, it's uh,
1: Proverbs or Psalms. Is that? Well, the, the one I want is how is a father. Huh? Is it the right was
0: born a child? No, not that. That's in Proverbs. Not that's not the one. The one I'm looking for is the one that says that the earthly father one translation says a heathen father know how to give good gifts to his to his children but how much more well that's a reflection that god loves us even more than an earthly father so everything that's happening in your life is because of love even those are things that just don't make sense you wish it didn't happen all that you got to trust your father when you receive christ you receive the fullness of who he is that's a thought That's a powerful thought if you understand. When you receive Jesus, when you receive Christ, you receive the fullness of who He is and what He is. So that means that He loves you unconditionally, and whatever He has, you have. And because of that, He protects you, He guides you, He leads you, He does all of this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you are making some bad decisions right now. But God's allowing you to make those bad decisions, and guess what? You're going to keep walking in a wall until you come back. Hello, somebody. Because no matter where you go, the love of God will be there. You'll be sitting somewhere where you shouldn't be sitting at, but the love of God will show up. Something will happen. You know, I hear a lot of testimonies. People say when they were out in the world, they they, they just didn't fit in. You know why you didn't fit in? Because the love of God was there. You didn't fit in the world. The world is dark. Because the love of God loves you so much. Hello, somebody. The love of God is everywhere you go, child of God. And he will direct you, lead you, guide you, and sometimes even stop you. He will even oppose you. And when he corrects you, you might not like it, but he has to correct you. Why? Because he loves us. And he knows what's best for us. Our life is not our own. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord.
1: Uh, Giovanna said, hey, Pastor, I wanted to ask, what are some ways that we can love someone from a distance? Someone that we still have to deal with. Perhaps someone who has hurt you a lot Mm. or someone whom you tend to put on the throne of your heart.
0: Mm, That's a good question. Thank you, Giovanna. That's an excellent question. To love unconditionally doesn't mean that you be a doormat for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> to love them as God wants you to the agape love of God doesn't mean that you be a doormat. And what I mean by doormat to step on you, keep stepping over and keep abusing you and using you. The, God has not called you to be abused. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. But he does cause you to allow that offense to get out of your heart. That offense can snare you, trap trap you in your life. So how do you do this? To love someone from a distance? is first to make sure that the offense that happened in your life, that that offense that they happened in your life, that they did in your life, that you truly has forgiven them and take it to the cross and allow Christ to heal that area. In other words, if you can't feel it now, you confess it. Say, Lord, help me, deliver me of this offense. Forgive me for holding on a grudge, to holding on resentment, to holding on unforgiveness. Forgive me. Break the chains of this offense. That's the first step. Secondly, you walk in the truth of God. What do you mean by that? In other words, you walk in your deliverance, what God has already established you as a believer. In other words, when the enemy comes and bring the fiery darts, say, oh, don't, don't forgive them. You have the right. Remember what they did this and remember what they said that you rebuke the voices and the fiery darts of the evil one. In other words, quit replaying it. And if someone's keep bringing it back in your life, look what he did to you and what he has done to you and all that. You say, hey, be quiet. I have released that person out of my life. Because these fiery darts can get back into your heart again. So you walk it out. You walk out forgiveness. You live a lifestyle of forgiveness. You will confess or decree it from your mouth that I will not hold that offense towards that person. I'm setting them free. That's what you're doing. When you set them free, you set yourself free. So you got to confess it, believe it, and walk it out in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I don't know if that answered the question right there, but praise the Lord. But
1: well, I guess in addition to that is the, question, it's the same question, but she's saying if this is somebody that you still may have to deal with, but you know, you're saying not to be a doormat, but how, like,
0: how do you deal with them from a distance? So, it's, if it's someone, usually, if it's a relationship and you, and you have children with, and you still have to deal with them, but at the same time, you don't want them to use you. Is that what you're more or less saying? So, what you do, you set up boundaries in your life. So if you have a son or daughter from a person that that used to abuse you or it just went wrong, what you do, you set up boundaries. In other words, we meet here. You're not coming to my house. You're not going to mama's house and all these things. In other words, we don't have that relationship because you have violated that relationship. But at the same time, you still have to go on with life. So you set up boundaries but make sure that the offense is not in your heart. You don't allow them back in your life. You don't get them that close. But you still have to you still have to get along so you be able to do life. So set up boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's very major. Amen? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Anything else before we pray? What, what, are,
1: what are the other kinds of love that the Bible talks about other
0: than agape love? So he's asking, what are the other types of love? Uh, there's the other one that we all know about, eros, that means erotic type of love, the love that you have towards your wife <laughs> or your husband, come on single folks, or anybody, the one that you are married to or that you're being ready to get married to, uh, eros, the love, that, that, that attraction, that, that um, uh, when you see her or see him and something stirs up in your heart, uh, yeah, and uh, you want to turn out the lights, glory to God, and have some good time, amen, that's eros, that's a different type of love, and then you have another love, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, it's phila, uh, that means brotherly, uh, a brotherly love, uh, that love is more like a friendship, um, the love that you have for your brothers and sisters in church, uh, one another, uh, relational, uh, that type of love, that type of bond, that, hey, you're my brother, we're down. Um, these are the three main, there there are others love out there that, uh, definitions, but, but the three main are those, eros, agape, agape is God's kind of love, the unconditional love, and then we have the phila or the or the brotherly love. So these are the th- three main loves that we as humans function under. Hallelujah. So, uh, what else we got? So, John, you have another question. What do we have, brother?
1: Yes, uh, Pastor Ray. Yes. How has the world twisted love uh, from the way we're supposed to understand love and the love of God, agape love, and how the world has reinterpreted love? As you know how you started with the song
0: from <laughs> What Love's Got to Do With It?
1: Right twisted and perverted love that has caused everyone to pretty much be misled.
0: yeah the world has twisted love from the beginning of time from the beginning from from the garden to all the way until we're at right now it always been perverted and twisted when sin came into the world everything was perverted and twisted that even include love when love was twisted and perverted is from the beginning of time. And what love, what the world love is con- usually, well, it's all the time, is conditional. In other words, you only do things to love so you can get some, something out of it. And the root of it, John, is self-centeredness. It all comes back to self. It all comes back to I, or pride, individual. That's where world love is about me. It's all about me. What can I get out of it? What can you do for me? How can I manipulate it so I can get this out of it? So the world's love is perverted and twisted. God's God in love is always out towards. It's the opposite of the world. It's not what I can get out of it, but how can I help you? How can I further advance you? How can I bless you? How can I lift you up? That's God's love. God's love has, really has no condition on it. It's really my love coming towards you. And that's what God did to us. His love came towards us. While we were yet sinners... He already died for us. So love was poured out. So that's why it's so important for us to get a hold of this and and to understand the importance of worldly love and God's kind of love. Because when you walk in God's kind of love, guess what happens? Oh, glory. The goodness of the Lord. Your identity comes from agape. Uh, before I leave, I, w- I, w- I want to make sure because... I want to make sure people understand the importance of this love that I'm talking about. Because if you don't find your love in God or receive God's love, you will never find your identity in him. Did you hear me? If you don't find or receive the love of God, you'll never find your identity. And this is the problem of today. Everybody, those that are lost and don't have their identity, they're lost. That's the reason why they keep seeking. That's why you got to get another house. You got to get another car. You got to get a better job. You're constantly trying to look for something to fill that void. But the only thing that can fill that void is G-O-D, the love of God, the love of God. When the love of God fulfills you, the other things is just the benefits, (laughs) is the byproduct of God's love. I like having a nice car, nice house. I love it. But that's not the foundation of who I am. Uh, hallelujah. The foundation of who I am is the love of God has come to me. I serve him because the love of God has come to me. That's the foundation of who I am. And that's where my identity is, is in him, is in his love. All right, folks. Praise the Lord. I pray that this has opened up your heart, opened up your mind, opened up your spirit. Why? Because you can catch the revelation of this. So it can bring a change in your life. So as you deal with people, you understand the love has to come in me, through me, through Christ. The only way that I can do this is because of the love of God. The only way that I can advance myself is because of the love of God. The only way that I can be the father that I need to be is because of the love of God. The only way that I can be the best man that I can be is through the love of God. The only way that I can be the best of me is through the love. Of him flowing through me and in me oh praise the lord bless the lord okay what do we have anything we're good well we're going to pray right now yes,
1: yes, sir.
0: those out there if you want to pray for someone type someone type their name in right now i'll give you two seconds one two So (laughs) type their name in real quick if you want to pray for somebody We just want to pray over them right now in the name of jesus by the authority of jesus christ We're going to pray for those individuals. Maybe there's a situation. Maybe there's people that meet people need healing touched by the power of god Let's do this right now in the name of jesus so father so father so father we love you we love you and we Adore you. You are the living word. Hey, you are the living word. You are the living God. And your love has come to us. Your love has filled our hearts. Your love has come to man. To heal, restore, to deliver. So let the love of God be fulfilled in our lives today. Those that need salvation, Father, let salvation come to that person. Those that need healing in their physical body, let healing take place. Let all pain be removed. All sickness and disease leave bodies by the authority of Jesus. Those that need healing in their heart emotionally, Father, restore and heal their hearts. Those that have been traumatized, those that have been scarred, those that have been manipulated and hurt and and abused. Oh, Father, Father, I pray by the power of your love, the love of the Holy Spirit, touch their hearts. Remove the pain, the scars, the bitterness, the resentment, and let healing take place. But the greatest gift of all is salvation. The greatest gift of all, the greatest love gift of all is salvation. Let salvation come to those that are lost. Those that do not know you, Father, let Jesus reign in their hearts. I pray for salvations today. I pray that you open up your heart and receive the love of Jesus. And say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I repent of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Live with inside my heart. Let the love of Jesus live with inside my heart. And let you reign, because I know that you died and rose from the dead. Thank you, Father, for the gift of salvation in Jesus' mighty, mighty name.
1: So we got some names coming in. Uh, First is uh, Jocelyn. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, João. And uh, we have... uh, Brother Tuku's wife, Virginia, she has the flu.
0: So, Father, we lift up all three of these individuals. Their names have went towards heaven. Every need be supplied. Every healing take place. Father, we pray for the power of God to move over their hearts and over their lives right now. We lift up each individual by the authority of Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are believing God for every last one of you right now by the authority of Jesus, because there's power in the prayer of faith, faith in Christ, faith in his love, faith in his might and power in Jesus' name. Well, tomorrow morning I will be back. I will pray with you Tuesday morning. I know I've been away, uh, so I'll be back praying with you tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Invite somebody, and we will come together and join our hearts together and see what the Lord will do. In our lives we are the impact nation hallelujah impact your today go to our page and like our page go to the YouTube page subscribe sign up check out some of the teachings and some of the sermons go and be part of the impact nation impact your today that's who we are also we are on Instagram hallelujah you can go to our Instagram page you can go to what's the other one We we are on Twitter too I didn't even know. Praise God. What else are we on? We're on podcasts. Praise the Lord. So we're moving and believing God that all these avenues will reach and touch someone's life and make an impact in their lives. Uh, So go to our page. Love on us for a while. Pray for us. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. God bless you.